Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe. Ho, 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 and me, oh, Caleb. You're, you're interrupting. I wasn't expecting that. That's what we do. Yeah, I don't we, remember. It's okay. It's only been like two weeks since we recorded. Anyways, yeah, we got our anuses back in seats. That's a callback to the movie. Seats in I, the theater. I don't want anus to be. Can we restart? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We're going. We're going. I don't. Define movies that may or may not be hot trash. Listen, it may be fine for Santa, this particular Santa. I'm not sure if it's okay for me, though. Just bleep it, and then we'll, that makes it even funnier. <laughs> just, do, just do jingle bells right there. There's something worse. If you had just said asses, I would have probably been fine with it. But <laughs> there's something worse about saying the technical word. Yeah, that's what they said in the movie. It's callback. Happy trash, miss. My spirit has been broken less than a minute in. We saw, we saw Violent Night. <laughs> What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. Santa Claus is coming to town. Seasons beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the real? No such thing as Santa. Yep, we went back to theaters uh, because they finally put out something that was promising. It's been a good couple months. I'd say it's probably been a good couple years before we had a real contender or since we've had a real contender for hot trash. I'd say Violent Night definitely piqued our interest. The weird subgenre of Santa, but angry. Why it's become a thing. Yeah, that's a question for a different time. Actually, no, it's not. I want to get into one of the trailers that was right before this. It's really setting the tone of the night. I was going to bring it up eventually, so I think we're, we're starting off on a good place. Yeah, so rated R movie. That means we get all the Red Band trailers. One being, of course, the uh, the house party one they've been teasing us with the entire time where they're like, no, this is the Green Band trailer. We can't show you all the, the heinous stuff in this trailer. But then we got one. Oh, in the house party trailer, the Red Band is just the normal one, except they say like. They swear. Yeah. Yes. It's but like, and, and they and they cut out the 10 seconds where they're like, we wanted to show you all the dirty stuff. Yeah. I think they hit a bong and that's it. That's like the only additional thing. But then we saw a trailer for the mean one. It was the first trailer we got i'm pretty sure yes but, it was and so you, so much so where this is what movies do nowadays in theaters where okay i'm used to ads before the i'm used to the pre-roll ads yeah yeah i get it i've grown used to uh hotel.com or a crypto ad smack dab in the middle of trailers so much so when this trailer came on and all it's, it's poor poorly shot glory i thought maybe pinterest was doing something like they've been doing recently maybe but the pinterest ads look better than this yes this is such a poorly made movie you can just tell what's a terribly made trailer too but what 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 is the the premise behind the mean one so it's 20 years after uh a book by some children's literature uh children's author who may have a phd and something like that i won't get too specific because the trailer certainly never does and there there's a there's a big mean green guy who runs around and I guess he's a child predator. Does he kill people? Like what? What, what does he do? He, yeah, I think he's a serial killer. Okay. But the question is, is he just a serial killer who wears like a mean one mask, or is he actually supposed to be the mean I one? I did Wikipedia. He's the mean one. Okay. 
And, and what is it? It's not Whoville. It's uh. No, they said Whoville. <laughs> no, it's Newville. That's what. Oh, it is. is that what they said? It's oh. Newville. So obviously, parody of the Grinch, where the Grinch is an actual monster who kills people only during the holidays. And Cindy Lou Who is like she's. They do, they do a scream vibe thing where it's like I'm gonna get this. Yeah, guy. I'm not gonna be the victim anymore. She's the Jamie Lee Curtis of this movie. Yes, meanness dies tonight. Exactly, but it looks absolutely terrible, and it has the hallmark of a bad trailer. Mm-hmm. It shows they don't want you to see this movie. It's like that the movie that was filmed illegally in Disneyland. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only thing they have to sell this on is that it is in some sort of legal trouble. This is the thing now. You take stuff that's in the public domain, or in this case, it's not, but they're going to do it anyways, and uh, you turn something all cute and cuddly into a bad guy, into a big mean monster. Yeah, there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie out now for some dumb reason. Yep. Now, I will say, this one, the Grinch being a monster and stuff, I don't see where you can go with that. A college humor skit, sure, fine. It's seven minutes. Yeah, whatever. A full movie, I'm not so sure about. And also, you just add on the fact that this is just stealing, like, I mean, I guess... This is stealing an IP. (laughs) It is protected under parody, I guess. How much does that come under profit, though? I feel like there's something grossly different between that and Violent Night. And it might just be because this looks so much worse. Yeah, it does. It looks much, much worse. But you are right. There is a there is a trend and it's not new. Like there there have been Christmas horror movies for who knows how long. But there is a trend to make Christmas violent, to make Christmas gross, to make Christmas scary. My girlfriend is very offended by uh, Violent Night's existence, and she rolled her eyes when I told her that we were going to see it this weekend. But I feel like it is something that naturally comes across on our like radar because we're looking for these movies. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the Mel Gibson movie was we watched a couple years back? I feel like it was just like The Mean Man or something like that. It was it was a very bad... Fat Man. Fat Man. Fat yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Fat Man. Which is a worse title because like... yeah. It- <laughs> It really doesn't clue you in that it's Christmas related. Which that one barely is because they basically strip out any of the Christmas aesthetic from it at all. Yeah, I mean, there's elves and whatnot. But aren't the elves just normal dudes in military guard? No, they're dwarves. Okay. I don't remember that movie that well. I just remember it takes place on like an Alaskan ranch. Yeah. He goes to town. He's got a truck. That's boring. This one at least, however you feel, and I, I totally sympathize with people who would be offended with the idea of turning Santa into John McClane. At least this one commits to the bit. Oh, yeah. He is. So for those of you who don't know and didn't pick up on it from our trailer drop, this is about Santa Claus saving a little girl and her family from John Leguizamo, mm-hmm. who is... Scrooge. Yeah, Mr. Scrooge, who is trying to get their money because this is a rich family full of terrible people. Yeah, there's there's a solid like 15 minutes of setup where I'm like, when are we getting to when are we getting back to Santa? Because it opens up with Santa. Yes. And then there's 15 minutes of not that. Santa pops in and pops around. I actually think a testament to David Harbour in this movie is that when he's just doing normal Santa stuff, like, you know, he's doing it with the thing where he's like he's drinking and he's swearing while he's Santa. But also, I feel like when he's just doing Santa and he's not beating people up, he's still convincing in the role. Like, I still think he's good. Yeah. The stuff around him, uh, maybe not so much. 
But I did. I David did. Harbour knows the movie then. Yes. I actually don't think anyone is under an illusion about what movie they're in. I just think that like many movies that have kind of a gimmick premise, if you're not leaning into the gimmick, yeah. those scenes are going to be boring. Well, yeah, that's kind of the problem with the first 15 minutes of this movie of all the setup where it's just like, and it's a rich family, but you really don't know a lot about it. And also they're having to get across is like, guy, this is our Take your kid out. Which uh, a couple next to us didn't. Yeah. They had two kids. Oh, they had two? Two kids, yeah. I I don't want a parent judge. A lot of kids watch R-rated stuff Mm -hmm. when they're young. Yeah. I do think there's a difference about watching at home and then having, like, taking your kid to see it. Yeah. But I'm not a parent. I don't know. I'm sure that decision was made. I you hope know, that restricted decision. restricted access, it's with a parent's permission. I hope that decision was made wisely. I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear from the trailer what you're getting. So, oh, yeah. This, this wasn't a mistake. <laughs> when both when Deadpool and Deadpool 2 came out, there were kids in the theater. Somehow I'm more okay with that than with this movie, though. Well, Deadpool's just meant for edgy children. <laughs> Oh, that's true. No, it's children with a high IQ. Yes. Children who are raised on Rick and Morty. Yes. So overall, though, you know, we've been kind of dancing around it. The first act, kind of uh, ish. But yeah, a lot of really big characters who, who, who they just like to swear. They clash, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think there are enough levels to the characters. They're all just trying to go so big that it's like, ah. Well, you, you have a twerp kid. You have a actor husband. You gotta, she changes personalities. She's a brown noser, then she's a jealous, then she's an alcoholic. Yeah. Like she, she, she's just, she's a mess. Thinking about the family in this, it's like comparing it to Ready or Not or Knives Out, which have much bigger families, but all those families, everyone feels unique. They have clear personalities. Yeah. And this one has half the size of that. And like they can't even get this one character to have a consistent personality. Oh, yeah, and they, those, those those families feel like they're flanderized to an extent. They feel like real people. Yeah. This doesn't. <laughs> None of these people feel real. Part of that is Knives Out has a really good cast. And this one. It's a you lot have translucent of, from the boys. Like, you know, it's a lot of okay B actors and stuff. And that probably has something to do with it, too. I think a big part is that. You have this family, but then you also have a big cast of bad guys. Yeah. And they're not all of them are trying to have a personality, but enough of them are that you're just kind of crowding this. And it's like, this is way too much going on. And meanwhile, the family dynamic, you don't care about. You come here to see Santa beat people up. Well, and I think you need enough of a base story. I think you could easily trim it back. It's like sibling rivalry between these two. Parents are maybe getting a divorce. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. But then they keep kind of piling stuff on. Yeah. And then, like I said, you have Translucent, the dad who got a higher billing than David Harbour in this movie. That's that's really weird. I mean, in the first act, he has more scenes. That's true. Uh, Not in the rest of the movie. And then you have his wife who does not have a personality other than she wants a divorce. And then they're, I don't know how old this kid is, but certainly older than she's acting. Older than the character's supposed to be, but if they got a younger actor, I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and then you have their their terrible, terrible grandmother who's, she's been in a lot. I, I call her mean Dolly Parton in my head. She kind of has that, uh, it's not a Southern accent, but she has an affect that I do. Mm-hmm. I think that Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre have. But yeah, she's. And the plastic surgery and fake hair was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she has, yeah, but she was in, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, American History Act. She's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. First act, it's kind of, you know, if Sands on the screen, it's okay. And then John Leguizamo shows up. And, strolls in and you start getting some action slowly but surely it still is taking its time with this action mm-hmm. but he is leading a group of goons who are trying to take evil dolly parton's money and 
the Intrudy escapes and calls, yeah, through complicated means, gets in touch with Santa, who uh, here. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. here. Like, okay, I guess first guy he kills, he does out of like self defense. And he's like, I'm just trying to get out of here. And his reindeer leaves, so he's stuck. Yeah. And, and then, also, his magic sniffer isn't working. Well, so, does he have to blow a snot rocket to go up a chimney? Is that what it is? No, it's like he touches his nose. That's like a thing of Santa Claus lore where he does. Okay, magic that things. is, it sounded like he kept trying to sneeze or something. Yeah, but then he's like, okay, I'm going to help. I'm going to help out this kid. Santa's been pre-established where he's like, oh man, I'm really not feeling being Santa he's a, anymore. He's a much like Mel Gibson Santa. He's a boomer. He's burned out. He's like, kids these days, all they want is video games. Okay, but these are clearly kids who are okay with kidding anything. Because this kid just writes, cash, 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 video games. He doesn't want Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. He'll kick anything. What do the elves, like Nintendo Switch Sports? What what do the elves make for video games? Are they are they programming like very elaborate bootlegs? I always was under the assumption they they were helping the market and they would buy from retail stores because I was told I could return stuff to retail stores if I didn't like it. The elves are just middlemen. Yeah, they're personal shoppers. They they spend time at like actual craftsmen who have good trades, and then they're, they're not they're not programmers. They don't hire that kind of crowd. Nintendo doesn't ship to the North Pole. That's the thing that always kind of confused me about Santa Claus things. It's like toys, toys aren't as popular nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do the elves do in a modern interpretation of Santa Claus? This wisely doesn't ask those type of questions. Unfortunately, it asks another type of question. What's the origin of Santa Claus? Yeah. He's a Viking. Well, that kind of lines up. Well, in the sense that there are a bunch of different influences that led to the idea of Santa Claus yes. we have today. I don't really want the only version to be that he was just a viking raider well, who then somehow became santa claus yeah that's the, that's the problem they they say that yes he was a viking you see a little you see like two flashes to him being a viking with a with a sledgehammer um, uh, skull crusher skull crusher is its name and then you never get anything more of how he you know is seemingly trapped in this endless cycle of gifts and undeath he says he's gonna quit so he can quit i don't and i don't want any more information i think the information we got was too much (laughs) but i kind of just like the idea that santa claus and he gets trapped in this house he had a line about how some scotch was like pre-war yeah so i'm like maybe the german shot him down in world war ii and he had to get out of a situation i'm sure someone who's lived for thousands of years has combat experience I don't need them to make it explicit. Yeah. This is why the Disney version is the best, where you accidentally kill a man on your roof, your roof, as he says. I just, and then you get trapped. Yeah, I just... And then the elves bury Mrs. Claus, whoever she was. I think the problem with giving Santa an origin, it's no longer Santa. Mm-hmm. It is this movie. Yeah, it's this movie Santa, but it's not like, oh, that's the Santa who was in Rudolph when I was a kid. That's the Santa on the Coke bottles. Yeah. I look at the Coke bottles, I don't see a Viking David. warrior. <laughs> you don't see David Harbour? You don't see Mel Gibson? No, I definitely don't see Mel Gibson. Thank God, but... uh. You're going to have different thoughts on that movie. Well, okay. But like, yeah, we do. We do. And I don't really remember our discussion on it that well. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I just do, know you don't like it. I do I'm, remember. I'm not nearly as hateful towards it. Well, it, that comment was more because Mel Gibson is a bad person. Oh. That movie, it does the Mark Millar thing he does with X-Men villains. Gives it a new, like, updated origin, but just ends up making it boring. Mm-hmm. This one, except for the Viking stuff. It is just Santa. It keeps it. To a close adaptation. Yeah. But yeah, so that that squarely puts us in the second act. He's 
fighting the bad guys. More bad guys show up. Felice Navi death, baby. Not in the movie, but yeah. Seasons beatings. So let's let's get into the action. How how did we feel about the the violence? It hits a peak a little too early and then slowly starts getting worse and then and then it skyrockets at the very end. You know, his first fight with the goon, it's it's okay. He impales him on an icicle and it's like, "Oh, you know, funny." The then second- he fights this guy in like a game room. Yeah, something. that one's a lot more fun because he's using his bag. Yeah, and that also ends with him stitching up a wound and then covering up with wrapping paper. Yes, <laughs> and a ribbon, and then saying, "Sorry, I was just uh, wrapping, wrapping something." something up. <laughs> and I think that's around the time when he gets on the he starts talking to John Leguizamo on the walkie-talkie, and he says, "Santa Claus is coming to town." Yes, and that about does it for the one-liners. You never find another one, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's some like he stabs a guy with a with a tree topper, then lights it up and it explodes his head. Yeah. It's pretty fun. All this stuff with the hammer is pretty well choreographed. Yeah, it's boring. I, I don't know. That stuff it wasn't as good as the game room fight, but I thought that fight was fine. I think the boring set piece to me was all the booby traps, like the home alone. Th- those stop making sense because that's when the, sh- the shot choreography starts making absolutely no sense. Shot continuity is a big problem in this movie throughout Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shots where just characters will be in a different position will be you know like one person will be pointing their gun next shot it's down at their side i think the worst one is when the security guard gets killed it makes it feel like old like vhsb movies just talking about the guns there's a whole lot of we've established every all these people are threats because they have guns and no one will use them yeah aside from where they relentlessly shoot down every other employee in this place they never fire their gun or, as, a, as a means to like open a th- open a fight. Yeah, or they shoot without the intention to kill. Yeah, like at the end, John Leguizamo has Santa Claus like pinned down, and he's firing way above the headline. Yeah, and like he would know that Santa's on the ground, and then he walks in and he's just shooting at the wall. It's like you got the dude down. Walk just two steps to the right, aim, and then shoot. Mm-hmm. And the fight is won. <laughs> it's when he like comes back in his fit of rage and he just fires a rat randomly at the Christmas tree and stuff. You got you got Krampus, his gro- his goon who just loves shooting off his gun for no reason at all. Yeah, that that's a problem I think a lot of movies have where you set up like the unhinged guy. You have to keep him in the room so the threat's there, but every but, scene, but he can't but he can't kill anyone yeah every scene he doesn't do something unhinged the threat lessens because you're like oh wait this guy is only acting on un- unhinged mm-hmm. he isn't doing anything unhinged yeah get the wild card but he's forever in the hand he's never actually being played yeah eventually most of the bad guys get taken out mm-hmm. the family gets some action stuff fine whatever but it ends with john leguizamo who hates christmas in a very <laughs> overwrought backstory, which I love. I think that I just love him turning, gazing into the fire. Christmas dies tonight. Yes. I genuinely think that stuff is written. That stuff in the belief stuff at the end, it is committing to the bit. Yes. But you get a fight with him and Santa. And I think it would be stronger if you didn't have a parallel fight going on with the family and some other goon. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they, it's like, oh, we paid to have translucent here. Might as well. John Leguizamo's uh, death, though, quite good. I, I was wondering how they were going to do it, and then man, that 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 was a creative ending. Do we? I, let's not spoil it. Let's just if you watch this movie, if you don't watch this movie, and you think that the premise is offensive and bad, you don't want to hear about this death. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and if you do want to watch this movie, you want this death saved for you. Yeah. So, and if you're somewhere in between, Google it. It'll be on YouTube in a couple weeks. Yeah. But then Santa is Santa's. You know, he's been bleeding out this whole movie. Something I do appreciate is that he can get injured. You know, he's not immortal. Mm-hmm. And so he dies, and then the whole family has to get around and like, don't die, Tinkerbell. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's super Tinkerbell. I think that is gets aping off of kind of the belief thing that's in like polar express and stuff mm. which i i think is funny so they bring it back to life i'm kind of disappointed we didn't see mrs claus just because he does have several moments where he is genuinely talking about how he loves mrs claus yeah. and he wants to see her again and then he gets a note from her when the sleigh comes back well she's like i think you're gonna need this and she gives him his hammer skull crasher it's like is it the rest of his night gonna be this hectic is she like like looking in a like a palantir seeing the fight go down and it's like ah i i know what he needs his hammer if that's the case why not send an army of elves because then you have to make the distinction whether they're little people or children the santa claus the disney movie is the only version where they're ever children is it i'm pretty sure and I always hated that. I always thought that was Rudolph, weird. they're children. No, they're elves. They're like little But they're like elves. children people. No, they're small, but like some of them have beards and stuff. I guess. It's just uh the dentist one is I guess younger. Yeah, he has a he's like a classroom of all of them. Well, yeah, he's like a one in training. The ones in elves are adults because you see them as kids and then they grow up. Yeah. I think the children are creepy in the Santa Claus. Sorry, I haven't seen the Santa Claus. I think the children are creepy in whichever one Jack Frost is in. That's the only one I've the seen. The Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Yes, uh, I think the children are creepy as elves in the escape clause. <laughs> That's really the only one you've seen? Yeah. Isn't oh, the main elf also an adult who just looks like a child? Who? The main elf in that. He's not in that one. Yeah, but in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, in the franchise, yes. Yeah, weird. He's really old now. <laughs> He's in the TV show. He's like extremely old. So what what we think? What we think? What's the verdict on this movie? I think it's hot trash. I agree. You know, it, ha- it has some fallings, but uh, what don't you throw in the garbage that doesn't disappoint you in some ways? I just wish it had more one-liners. I wish it was yeah. a little goofier. After every kill, if we had, if we got something, if we got a season's beatings or a, have a violent night after every single kill, I'd be, I'd be much more satisfied. Yes. But there are like three things are holding this movie down. Like David Harbour is good. Mm. I think enough of the action is interesting. John Linguizamo fully leaning yeah. into it. The score, it's mixing in all these Christmas carols and stuff, like having a bunch of little motifs going on. It's pretty good. So I think there's enough going on here to make it watchable. And then obviously just the premise. And I even think like the bad continuity and stuff, it's all fun. Mm -hmm. I also understand people coming in and just being like, I don't want to see Santa Claus behead a man with an ice skate. I guess. Listen, I don't know. I never believed in Santa Claus growing up. So he's always been like a, just a fictional character to Mm me. But I guess if like you have a much more like personal like relationship, I guess, to the idea of him. He doesn't exist. No, 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 no. But, he is, he is a story that matters to people. And like he represents Christmas. So if you see him as an extension of Christmas, as John Leguizamo does in this, then I can see you just not wanting Christmas to be this, you know, violent, cynical thing. I guess. I'm a very cynical person, though. So, yes, I'm, I'm just like, why not? Oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. But I just understand why some people wouldn't be. If you're going into a movie like named Violent Night. Yeah, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. If you're so. coming out of this mad at, at it for being like something that you're like, oh, it offended me. It's like, well, you shouldn't have gone into it in the first place. And that's why, I, to wrap it all back around, I think that's why something like this works and something like the mean one doesn't. Because the mean one is a particular character. 
with one story. Yes. That has, like you said, leaving the theater, this is its fourth adaptation. Yeah. Like, ever. <laughs> yes. There's no variation with who the Grinch is. And the fact that it is done without, like, the actual rights or laws are just suggestions at the end of the day. Like, when it comes to writing stories, interpolate how you want. But I do think this is kind of a lazy interpolation. We're with Santa Claus. He's a character who's owned by the collective imagination. Yeah. It makes sense that there would be versions like this. I just have a problem with the copyright infringement that <laughs> the mean one is ex- just dancing around on. Yeah, I just think it's lazy storytelling. Yeah. Like, if they were doing something interesting with the Grinch, then I wouldn't mind. Yeah, but it's just think of the childhood yeah. thing me- bad. Yeah, like, I, I don't think the people who wrote it need to get into any court trouble. I just hope that no one goes and sees the movie, mainly because it looks awful. That's your birthday gift. Hey, do you want to see someone in a spirit Halloween mask run around a poorly lit? Uh, oh, Set. speaking of sets, Santa Claus goes into a lot of rooms. I'm pretty sure they're all the same room with just different furniture in them. They might be. Like, because he keeps having to duck into rooms in between fights. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all the same room. <laughs> it very well might be. I'm pretty sure they all have a fireplace in the same spot. They do make a joke of this house has so many chimneys. All righty, Joe. It's that time. We don't just celebrate movies, like one movie in our Hot Trash Miss special. We celebrate all the movies that we have seen this year, mm-hmm. both those in theaters and those that we have pulled out of our, our memories. So it is time for us to talk about the best movie we've seen, the worst movie we've seen, and for you, the trashiest, the old Leviticus, yes, to nominate the Hot Trash Movie of the Year. Now it is time to make the choice. So, this year, we watched God's Not Dead for the people. <laughs> There's the worst one. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you get any further. For the listeners at home, God's Not Dead for the people, Moonfall, Uncharted, Morbius, Ambulance, Death Note, Speed Racer, Dragon Ball Evolution, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, Series of Unfortunate Events, Aragon, and of course, Violent Night. Okay, you're you're with me. God's not dead for the people is by far the worst one we've seen. It's definitely the one that I think has the most negative effect on the world. So yes, I feel very, and also it's probably the worst made. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, it's pretty badly made, poorly I mean, made movie too. Maybe Dragon Ball Evolutions can, yay, just in terms of like adaption <laughs> and tech, like the technical aspects of making <laughs> yeah. a film. That wouldn't surprise me with how amateurish it looked. Yeah, also Aragon. But neither of those movies bolstered right-wing nutjobs' beliefs on how the world worked. Uh, my, my best movie, I think, is going to be a little bit of Dark Horse. I was so pleasantly surprised by Ambulance. Ambulance is actually, it's not the one I'm going to give it, but of all the movies we saw in theaters. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with Ambulance. You know, it definitely has its flaws and like its length and mm-hmm. stuff. But I do think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in Ambulance. I would give it to, even though it's equally a movie with flaws, I think. Yes. Speed Racer, I think, is genuinely a big swing in only good ways. Like I said, I don't think they always hit, but I always appreciate mm-hmm. what the Wachowskis are trying to do there. And then, you know, I forgot about this movie. And I think, and I think me forgetting about it and the collective world of forgetting about it. But the studio that made it did not forget about it. And they sure tried to capitalize on that. Which is why it's getting sent up to the what is it? The hot trash side layer. The hot trash side layer. Morbius, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I do not get a say in what the hot trash movie of the Morbius. year is. Morbius. Everybody knew what it was going into it. 
everybody knew the fact that it was able to get memes so hard that Sony Pictures was like, yes, we can capitalize on this. I love that it failed. I love that that blatant attempt failed. How long was that movie delayed? Four years that or would, something like that? That would involve me having to pay attention to the production uh, timeline of Morbius, which I wasn't doing I just remember, I didn't care. I just remember every single time. Yep, we're going to see Morbius. But I hope it got moved another three months. The thing about Morbius, you know, no one no one went to see it on re-release. And that's because I think... No, movie, no, no, no. $700 worth of people. Then. That's true. $700 worth of people accidentally bought a ticket to Morbius and then decided, ah, it's too much work to get the refund. I think the meme surpassed the movie far before the movie came out and far beyond the scope of the movie could ever be. The meme of Morbius, in my mind, it's completely detached from the movie. Oh, yeah. Because the movie is so boring. Yeah. I fell asleep during <laughs> it. And so, like, to me, it, they're, like, two completely separate things. It's really interesting. And it only, like, it only adds to it that, like, Matt Smith just refuses to acknowledge it. Like, oh, he does just he? doesn't talk. Like, someone asked him at Comic-Con. He was doing a panel for House of the Dragon. And they're like, is it Morbin time? And he's just like, no. <laughs> what a professional. You know, I can't totally blame him, even though he was probably the best part of that movie. He gets to dance, baby. He does. He does. Has a movie ever, a movie that's not like a musical or about dancing, has it ever suffered from the inclusion of a dance scene? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it can only add to something. Like the Ex Machina dance scene. Yeah, great. that's great. More movies should have dance scenes. All right, Joe, we've done it. Another year in the bag. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think the state of hot trash movies are right now? Uh, I mean, there was some promising trailers in front of good old, what did we just see? Violent Night? That's yeah. the name of the movie. One of which you refuse to go see, though. though. I'm, not, I'm not quite at the refusal. It just creeps me out so hard. Which I think is fair. And if you want to take that one off, by all I, means. I might be able to get dragged to it. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, you if, know, I, if I go to that, you're seeing that M. Night Shyamalan movie with me. Oh, I really don't want to see that one, though. That one just looks bad. Yeah, so yeah, when, when COVID hit and we got started watching things at we home. We got struck into the couch. There was a stretch there where we were still getting hot trash movies because they were just throwing whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. But there were hot trash movies that no one cared about. They weren't in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. And then we got back to theaters and they just weren't putting out... <laughs> Like they weren't taking, they weren't taking any chances. <laughs> yeah, you have to take risks to have hot trash. <laughs> and today I saw a glimmer of light that maybe, just maybe, they're taking risks again because Cocaine Bear is coming out. Yeah. And Megan's coming out. Yeah. And Violent Night came out. And House Party. House Party doesn't look like hot trash. It just looks like a bad comedy. <laughs> but hot trash, I think, was dead. But I think a bunch of Hollywood executives got around it and started chanting, I believe, I believe. <laughs> So who knows? Maybe 2023, we'll see the return of hot trash movies to the cinema. We'll be the judges and the jury. Oh, my gosh, we'll execute those movies. Will we execute them? What? How do you execute a movie? Uh, throw it in whatever portal Morbius is currently sitting in. Whatever the case will be, we'll be back in January with at least one episode on a mo- movie that Joe may or may not oh, go God. see. <laughs> see you then. <laughs> <laughs>